We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind podcast brought to you this week by Indochino. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-order menswear brand. With everything made to your exact measurements, get the exact fabric, fit, and look you want. And right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when you enter BlueWire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your $3.99 or more purchase. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that does not fit. And now, let's get into the podcast. What is up, you gorgeous animals? Welcome back to the Esports Rewind Pod. I bet you didn't see that one coming, huh? Me? I, I, it, it, that sounds more or less in line with what you would say normally. Yeah. I just, you know, yeah. if we're 29-ish episodes in, you got to mm. think of different intros to keep it entertaining. So, uh, what's up, people? My name is Jake. This is my co-host, Zane, over here. What's good? What's good? We talk about esports news, gaming news out there, the craziest stories each and every week, and we also upload the highlights every Sunday. So, we hope you guys all enjoy. For anyone celebrating Thanksgiving, uh, it's a bit late, but happy belated Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for right now? Top of the dome, Jake. Oh, Let's for, go. For, Rapid uh, fire. Rapid uh, fire. The growing esports scene. What hey, about you, good Zane? answer. Fire, good fire. answer. What about Yo, you? Yo, how great the FTC is looking in I 2020. Freaking, I Yo, just, fighting <laughs> games are on point right I now. Kn- I knew the second I asked you, you'd have to say something about fighting games. But well, hey, I feel like I've been pretty good about not mentioning it for the past. Respectable, weeks. Yeah, respectable yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but as per usual, we hope you guys all do enjoy. Any quick notes you want to make before we hop into this? Uh, as always, hey, if you want to listen to us on the go, you can find us as part of the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network, right there on the desk, right there. You know, also find some other cool esports podcasts there. So without further ado, you want to get into it? Let's Jake? take a roll. We hope you all enjoy. All right, Zan, so my first story, a little bit of a throwback, you know, I think a lot of viewers out there know that I like talking about probably two or three organizations in general, Mm -hmm. FaZe and Optic definitely come to the top of the dome, and uh, speaking of top of the dome, we're talking about some former Optic guys, because obviously everyone's now, sadly enough, I don't know why I said that, everyone's a former Optic member. No, yeah. Uh, Anyway. Just watching five years, people be going, Optic, what is... No, that's going to be so... Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, don't even get me started. We we lean in with the depressing thoughts. (laughs) 
Just like, yeah, right away. Right away. Like, Pop the podcast. Celine Dion in the background, like, do you remember Optic Gaming? In the eyes of the angel. I couldn't think of that woman's name, so I just said Celine Dion. But that's who I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page. Anyway. Uh, Nate Shaw had a great uh, The Mob actually had a podcast with Nate Shaw the other day mm-hmm. and I was I was tearing at this I'm gonna plug them so hard when I yeah. release the videos I was meaning to watch that actually yeah, yeah. it's it's great mm-hmm. the first hour some great topics and questions mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna push that a lot hopefully because I, I find a lot of information via podcasts and I use I always link the videos but I'm surprised people like them don't take more advantage of having Nate Shot as a guest right. Um, right. they ask some great questions but not a lot of clips out there one that I want to touch on with you Zan is actually about former Optic you know we talked about the rumor where Hector had apparently given equity to Nade Shot. Right, yes. Nade Shot. I think for like the second time ever, this is the most public ever as well, and it's still not being talked about. Which is a really, in, it's a really weird place for him to all of a sudden be dropping these bombs. Yeah. Like, I, I've, I skimmed through a little bit, and I feel like every time I went to a different part of that podcast, it was like Nade Shot just saying something crazy. And I was yes. like, why are you saying this here? I swear, <laughs> not I, like, I could, if I wanted yeah. to, I could get three to four videos out of that mm, podcast. Mm. I'll try and do two or three. But yeah. yes, there was a lot of great content where yeah. he was just like really open. Mm-hmm. And I love him for it. Um, but actually, just a quick clarification of this because it's not public anywhere. Nate Shot never got optic ownership. It actually played a big role into why he left. Now, right. let's also preface him and Hector are best friends. Like, we know. Oh, yeah, that. they're tight, tight. Like, still to this day, yeah, very tight, yes. very close. But he did stress as well for about a year or so when he left, they weren't talking. And this is a big reason because one, Nate Shot just, it's not really a bounce off you. Kind of mm. just wanted to talk about yeah, this right. to get it out there. Yeah, go for it. Um, apologize for that. But, you know, really just Nate Shot saying, one, the players weren't really getting salaries at the time. Remember back in the day, you know, a few years, four to six to seven years ago, the money wasn't around. So Hector was making money from the players and the content creators, but he wasn't necessarily dishing out, according to Nade Shot, you know, as much. And, and Nade Shot felt kind of guilty to ask for more because that was taken directly from Hector's plate and what he was feeding his family with. Right, of course. And so one of the reasons that played de facto that why Nate Shot eventually left was uh, he wasn't being paid what he thought he was owed. And alongside that, after being promised ownership, it, it never came about a year or so later. And I, I just I find it really funny because yes, that's a that's a, a fine reason to leave, and yes, they're still tight, which is great because this could obviously be a huge fall off, like Nade Shot and Nick Merckx. Yeah, is the irony true? there, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, which to a certain extent, I almost don't know if I believe. Well, we don't we don't need to get into the Nick Merckx thing too much, but I don't I kind of don't believe him. You don't, don't believe Nicky? Kind of, yeah. I feel like it'd be tough to come out and say those kind of things, but I love that you kind of would bring that up because mm. in the video, I definitely want to talk about that. The mm. irony of esports going full circle. If you guys have not heard, Nade Shot apparently, according to Nick Merckx, had promised, and I, I think it is true based off how, uh, no, actually, no, I don't know. No, yeah, because um, like, if you think about it, like you see like all the other things following Nick Merckx saying that, in no, most other circumstances, there would have been at least one or two other small pieces of supporting and then, evidence. And then Scooter Braun. Yeah, yeah. Braun. Braum or Braun, either one, I think, I think uh, Braun. obviously well-known, yeah. now 100 Thieves investor alongside that, he came out and said that Nade Shot didn't need to respond and actually took the high road. Not re- So, yeah, you yeah, yeah. frick. Uh-huh. But either way, it's full circle, obviously, the story of Nade Shot promising Nick Merck's ownership and then eventually Nick Merck's leaving for FaZe Clan. And now we have Hector promising Nade Shot ownership, never getting it. And I, I think I find the overall scheme of things, they're still friends, but it's beautiful because because of that maybe tiny moment, we get 100 Thieves. And now yeah. Optic is... I'm sure they're both pretty happy about it. I mean, at the I, end of the day, they're probably like, yeah, all right, this worked out. I like to the think best. they're both happy where they yeah. are. And Hector, mm-hmm. who would have ever assumed he would be at NRG of all, of all yeah, places? Yeah, right. I thought he was going to be with Optic until Optic died. But and I mean, of course. Well, I, like, I guess he was. Wow, you thought yeah. Optic was going to, I guess, uh, well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was <laughs> it's like, a hairy topic, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we've offended every fan out there. Yeah, at some right. Form or another. Right. Do you want to sprinkle some other stuff in there? Yeah, Banks is a baby. No, <laughs> dude. I don't stand by any of these words. Okay. Just, yeah. I'm just anyway. Uh, yeah, I think anyway, it's a very curious yeah, story. Yeah. Um, now that we do fully know that Nade Shot was not given ownership, and yeah. that gave birth to 100 Thieves, esports continues to me, Zan, just to be a wild, wild place. All right, Jake. So you know we like to talk about streaming platforms here. I think they are kind of like. A, a large part of where the bread and butter of esports is nowadays, right? I can certainly agree with you, and I think yeah. some of our best debates are about streaming websites yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about Disguised Toast going to Facebook. Oh, and how it yes. like kind of low-key seems like a bad idea, but over the weekend I was talking with a friend and kind of came down and like, maybe it's low-key genius. I'm, I'm really glad you're bringing this to fruition because yeah. we will continue to talk about all these streamers moving platforms, absolutely. and I would say of all the streamers that have moved so far, his is certainly to me the most controversial. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely against it when he first came out about it. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. Do you have, I'm sure you have stats and stuff to... Yeah, a couple a couple small ones. So you might be calling it genius. I'm certainly, I'm, yeah. I'm very curious what you have to say I, about this. I, I'm thinking, so in terms of Facebook being Facebook, right? When you, when you think of streaming platforms, Facebook is not in the, in the conversation. Fair to say. Like, you know, even as well as big as Facebook is, nobody goes like, ah, uh, YouTube versus Twitch versus Mixer versus Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you are correct. No, yeah, it's the three. But anyway, though, that's, I realized what the big thing for me was the huge audience on Facebook. Yes. In comparison to Twitch, we don't have precise numbers for Twitch, and I, I think this kind of implies that Twitch isn't doing as well as Twitch says they are, because they give really vague, like, we know that their daily active user base is 15 million people per day. Mm -hmm. And... If we extrapolate that out to a month, that's like, you know, it's close to like 450-ish million, like mm -hmm. roughly. Of course, it's rough numbers. They don't say precisely, oh, yeah. we, we have these numbers. Versus Facebook that has over 2 billion users. Yeah, very similar numbers to YouTube, I believe, in terms of mm -hmm. overall users. I actually think that Facebook and YouTube are pretty comparable of a couple billion Yeah, users. they're pretty close. They're pretty close, but Facebook is still like a little bit, they're, they're edging it out. Yeah, I mean, they they have the user base. Mm -hmm. Is it a live streaming user base? Different question, but you are correct. They have. Yeah, and that's, oof, that's the other thing, though. And on another platform, it'd be hard for, like, say on YouTube, YouTube isn't gonna necessarily know, oh, this person likes streaming. We all know YouTube recommendation is like, it's a it's a broken system. Whew, it's a game. It doesn't work 90% of the time. Oh, we don't get it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Yeah. We're getting there, uh, we don't get it. <laughs> Yo, Wojcicki, hit us up, put us in the algorithm. <laughs> Fwiz, I swear, we can really be popping if we get some recommendations going. But either way, yeah, yeah but Either point. way, yeah, but Facebook, I feel like the power for Facebook is going to come from, they know everything about people and they are really good about putting that data to actual good use. So in Disguised Toast case, out of those two point something billion people, Facebook can say, okay, this person likes, what does Toast play, Hearthstone, uh, TFT, TFT. He's, Yeah, Rune it's kind of that whatever. auto chess zone. Yeah, yeah, they can, they can identify, oh, this is a person who has these interests, Yep. who is, you know, just chilling on Facebook, and so we might just go like, hey, you know, there's this guy over here who's pretty cool, and you know, maybe check him out. So if nothing else, his viewership might actually grow in a weird way because he's going to be a, exposed to sense, way more people than ever before. Yeah, I, I like the points you make. I think mm -hmm. viewership, because we've already looked at some of his numbers. Right, of course. Uh, for anyone who has not seen, as of this recording, he's only streamed twice, but mm -hmm. overall viewership across five to six hours was over 2 million the first stream, nearly 2 million the second. That's yep. 2 million views. Uh, again, when it comes to breaking down concurrent viewership, it's really tough. Yeah, especially with Facebook. That's what makes it very yeah, tough. Facebook is sketchy. But that's a lot of views. Mm -hmm. um, and I think to your point, especially when you think about Facebook and the way they can push people to mm -hmm. recommend it or on their feeds, 
and in terms of viewership wise for Toast, it could be a great move. Obviously, on top of that, you got to think about this. He knew he was sacrificing viewership yeah, for for getting cash and getting paid. And so ultimately, it's his decision. It's probably a smart one financially for him. And he knew the sacrifice he was making. I love the point that you make that yes, it could be a great move. It, it's just a, it's very it's a mystery, right? Yeah, yeah, it very much is. I think we'll, it'll be a couple months before we know for sure. For sure. Especially because like Facebook video viewership is kind of sketch in general. They just got caught out having uh, inflated a bunch of video views across yes. the platform by yes. uh, like by upsell. I think the number was nine hundred percent, and they uh, they actually just settled a lawsuit over that that they you know they lost. Yes. So who knows if any of the numbers are real? But and that's why it's really tough. Mm -hmm. We talked about Ch Chinese streaming platforms. Yeah. The number game is so hard for yeah. these sites because yeah. when it comes to everything besides Twitch, tracking mm -hmm. is just, it's its not there, it's getting there, but yeah. you don't know exactly who to trust. Well, yeah, because everybody's doing their own numbers and they're yeah. just saying like, hey, trust me, yeah, trust those guys. Um, but I think to your point though, is yeah. another point why YouTube could also succeed. And, and you're making me think that I was maybe a bit too hard on Toast at the beginning because mm. I've had bad experience with Facebook streaming. And when it came to ESL for CSGO, they went to Facebook, it was a terrible move. And obviously well, Facebook sure. now is in a different time. Mm. And I think YouTube has a, a similar path because they both have such large user bases. And if they both utilize the recommendations and putting those streamers into feeds that they were not exposed to before, right. this 100% could be the right move. And I think bottom line I need to stress is that Toast made this choice. And so for him, Financially, 100% the right move. He he felt the sacrifice was worth the cash, and so I'm not blaming him for that. But it's an to that to that same extent, I would like to highlight one thing that he did that I thought was like amazing. Where I hadn't watched his announcement video uh, I know, until yeah, like yeah, yeah. over the weekend, where he was like, it he was, was like, yeah, it was yeah, nice. That was pretty. That was a, that was a baller move. Uh, he instead of doing the standard, uh, oh, we're gonna go into a room with 50 LEDs and yeah. have a fake press conference. He was just like, yeah, my our operating budget for the reveal was 20k, so I just gave him, I just donated that. And yeah, just, I, I really did like that. Yeah, you know, it's I can crazy. To, that. It's crazy yeah. that a guy like that pulls in. Obviously, Ninja and Shroud mm. probably got even bigger budgets, but his budget being twenty thousand dollars, and he was like, I'm gonna record this in a hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. And then donate to sh that was really cool. Mm. Um, I appreciated that. I think the debate will still be there, and I hope we debate this every single week. We probably will, we realistically just, yeah. speaking. We just don't know. Yeah, yeah. When it comes down to it, we don't know. It was his choice, and again, it's very exciting to see all these streamers that are still coming down the pipeline, and they're they're going to have choices. Like, who knows mm -hmm. what's next? And mm -hmm. if there's a fifth choice pop up, God. Well, I mean, that's going to be Huya. Huya and Do You or whatever. It's, yeah, it's yeah. going to be wild, man. Um, uh, wild times. You guys, of course, can leave comments down below. Uh, ultimately, you know, did Toast make the right choice? We do not know yet. For him, maybe. Maybe. Zan, the day is finally here, my man. Oh, is this, is, are we finally uh, naming the fan base? No. Is that what you're doing? Wait, 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 wait. I'm curious. Because <laughs> you mentioned earlier you were talking about, okay, what's up, all you beautiful animals? And it's like, are we calling them the zoo now? Is that what's. <laughs> So I've heard you say that before and I forgot about what it. What is so up? Like you literally this exact dude, moment. What is up, my fellow zoo animals? It's your boy Giraffe Jake back. No, that's not what I'm doing. God, Pete's probably going to cut this. Don't cut this, Pete. Our next segment, we'll get back to that some other time in the yeah, future. Well, I don't know that? what to call you guys yet, but we're thinking about it. Uh -huh. I want to talk about, finally, an esports organization. I would say this sucks because I'm not supposed to be happy about this and I'm not happy about this, but it finally did happen where an esports org punished a player a pro player for saying something they shouldn't. Mm. And again, I'm not happy about this, but in a, in some sense, 
I'm happy that an esports org finally responded, and I think they responded maybe a bit too brashly. If you guys have not seen the show before, we've talked a lot about this. Pro players throughout the past year or so saying things, homophobic slurs, racial slurs. This time around, it was actually a Call of Duty pro known as Mutex. He's a sub player for the Dallas Empire for the first inaugural season of Call of Duty League, which has not even started yet. And he is now officially, as of today, uh, this is obviously a bit, again, pre-recorded. He has now been kicked from the lineup. So we don't know the full details as to why. We can assume, though, it's the, 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 the clips that did surface where right. apparently he was being recorded. I don't think he, he didn't know he was on stream. And so he went on to say, and again, part of my language here, guys, you know I don't use choice words, uh, went on to pretty much knock on people with mental handicaps based off his, his, he was talking to a teammate. It was obviously between him and a friend, but they were going at each other, arguing. He called him effing autistic and then effing uh, the R word as well. So it was a very weird instance. And again, I know whenever I talk about this stuff, there's always the people in the chat that are like, mm -hmm. how are you offended by that? And it's, it's, it's not about us. Right, yeah. At the end of the day, I feel like it's about professionalism <clears throat> to a certain extent. Professionalism and just being like a... I don't want to say, I don't want to characterize not using such language as, like, oh, if you choose to do that, you're a terrible person. But, I mean, low-key, I mean... It's not really the decent thing to do. Not saying he's a terrible guy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think a lot of people out there say things between friends they right. would never say in public. And I, I don't like people out there who are like, oh, man, what? Like, he shouldn't be punished at all. He mm -hmm. deserved a punishment yeah. because he would never say this if he knew he was on live stream. And I think that speaks a lot to it. If you would not say it to your grandma, if you would not say it on public live stream time and time again, then obviously you know it's wrong. And, uh, you know, I think he did deserve a punishment. Did he deserve to be fired? That's a whole other debate that I'm not really sure on. I don't mm. really know what foot to take. I think it's... Yeah, it, I, that's a tough one. Like, that's I a tough one. But at the same time, it's probably... I honestly, I, I come down on the side where I think it, it's the lack of any kind of response normally to a player dropping a word like this is like it's a bad look for the whole scene this is the type of thing that loses people sponsorships and i'm not talking individuals i'm talking whole teams yeah. and orgs and yeah. heck the league itself i'm sure the call of duty league doesn't want to be associated with like oh yeah five of your players this year were dropping racial slurs in chat and That's nothing a, yeah, happened really yeah, good point you know? to make so i think uh, on all sides the companies just have to it's them doing due diligence yeah making sure they're protected and i think we both stand on the point that yeah, maybe you're not offended by this, but when mm. it comes down to a team, an organization who's represented by these faces, right. and you're a, you're a pro player, I'll, I'll stick to this, you're a prominent pro public figure, you have to hold yourself to a much higher standard. Mm. And again, that's why he would not be saying this if he knew he was being recorded, if he knew he was live as well. And I, I will say this, I do greatly respect Hastro and Dallas Empire for responding. Maybe it was a bit too brash, maybe they did not have a choice. Maybe, yeah, like, possible. to your point, yeah. Zan has yeah. told me, maybe Call of Duty League was like, hey, sorry, your pro player, he broke the rule book. Yeah, the season has not started, but he signed a contract. The Call of Duty League has a strict rule book, which you must abide by. He did not abide by it, so I'm sorry, you have to let him go. And so maybe they were, they, their hand was forced. Um, and we saw this earlier this year as well with Ferocities. He was a COD pro player who has now had two instances of saying racial slurs on stream. And according to him, he was avoided by organizations. So it's, it's biting pros back, and it really it does suck to see. But I think it's a great talking point and a learning point, not only for those players who do say it, but the players out there that are up-and-comers who mm -hmm. are right now tweeting out some things that they should not be saying. Right, yeah. And it's, it just it's overall, my message to conclude things is just be careful. Don't be stupid. I understand people from the ages of God. God knows when you hit puberty to when you're 
22. Like, it's Probably tough. below that even. Like, yeah, 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 you say this stupid point, things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Utex is an adult. He got caught out, and he's, he's paying the repercussions for it. It sucks to see, but I respect the decision, and uh, hopefully just a learning experience for everyone involved. And for our next topic, everybody, a quick shout-out to a few of our sponsors. The holiday rush is here, so if you're looking to ship your orders out quickly and affordably, ShipStation is here to help. ShipStation tracks all your orders, decides which carrier is the quickest and most affordable option, and helps you make sure to get your product out the door and delivered in time for the holidays. So take the hassle out of holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation handle it all with ease. Just use offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free for no hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in blue. That's shipstation.com. Enter promo code blue. Shipstation, make ship happen. And if you guys are looking for a great stocking stuffer this holiday season, as many of us are, check out harrys.com. Don't give your dad another wallet or tie. Get him something he can actually use this year. With sets starting just at $20 alone, it's a great deal and an amazing gift for any of the guys in your life. And part of every sale will be donated to a charitable organization. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off any Harry's shave set, including their limited edition holiday sets, by heading to harrys.com slash bluewire with free shipping until December 16th. Each shave set comes with a weighted handle with an option to engrave, five razor blade cartridges, foaming shave gel for a rich lather, a travel cover to protect your blades, and an all-package in a handsome holiday gift box. Free shipping ends December 16th, so act now. Just go to harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire. And now, let's get back into the podcast. So, Jakey boy, I found something kind of interesting that I want your opinion on as a concept. Not necessarily as a service. <clears throat> I don't know if I like this particular service, but as a concept, I think it's kind of interesting. Okay. So there's this thing called Mondo Box. It is a contest platform for viewer viewer interaction with uh, stuff on Twitch. Ah, I, f- I feel like, like I've heard this concept before. Yeah, yeah. Mon- Mondo Box. Mondo Box. So basically, the way it works is, say you uh, you're watching a streamer, and it does have to be a Mondo Box partnered streamer because I, I believe it does way. have to be. Yeah, yeah, because they host the the uh, streamer's stream on their website ah, for their yes. uh, UI and everything, right? And I assume the streamer has to give permission for all, the, all <laughs> I that would stuff. Hope yeah. So. yeah, yeah, I would, I would hope so. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Um, but um, anyway, so it'll allow viewers to bet on what's going to happen in whatever stream they're watching. Oh, frick this! So, like, you say, or not, not necessarily I, bet. It, this one doesn't work through betting per se. It, it asks questions, like yes or no questions. Okay, okay. So it asks good like, clarification. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll ask you, say, if you're watching somebody play Fortnite, it'll be like, hey, do you think this person will make it into the top ten in the next five minutes? You answer yes or no. If you get it right, you get some points. If you get it wrong, you lose a life, and you get three lives per day. Interesting. Have you? Mm-hmm. I don't know if your memory stre- your memory stretches back this far. Have you told me about this concept before? I believe so. And it didn't come to fruition because yeah, you mentioned for a different platform. Yes, you yeah. mentioned an esports betting site that wanted to bet on the outcomes of what streamers would do, mm-hmm. and me and you were like, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, because it came down. I think we talked about Pokimane and like, will she win this game? Place mm-hmm. your bets now. It's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 because then you could yeah. have a, a moderator saying, Pokimane, throw the easy game, throw match it. fixing yes. all over the place. So you did mention that before. Yeah, this is yeah. different. Uh-huh, very you, different. You can't mm-hmm. put your own money on the site to bet. Not as far as I can tell, it's all points-based okay. on the site. You can't put any money into the site, and you earn money based off of your placement in the leaderboards on a, I believe it's, I believe the leaderboards are daily, monthly, and uh, weekly. Hmm. And just as a concept, Jake, how do you how do you feel about 
this. Not necessarily this platform in particular, because it's a little sketchy to me. Yeah. I don't know about Mondo Box, but I kind of like the option of maybe having something like this in, in, integrated into actual Twitch streams. Well, first of all, we should mm. check back on that other story that you covered a long time ago, right. see, mm. see where they're at. Uh -huh. uh, this is definitely a lot, I would say, better than just yeah. straight up betting, because uh, uh -huh. the conflict of interest is just too immense. Yeah. But I, I think you're right. I think when it comes to platforms integrating these kind of rewards, you know, we have Twitch Prime drops and such mm. for individual games. I, I don't see a, a downside if they can execute it correctly. I mean, yeah, right. Like it allows you to be like, more interactive. Yeah. You get rewards. My worry comes then when how do they make their money? Um, mm. Is it just like, you know, is it people visiting the site and watching through them? By my understanding, Mondo Box, like I, I mentioned, you lose a life if you answer a question wrong, right? Yeah. Uh, and you get three lives every day. You get new lives by watching either ads on the site oh. or you eventually, it's not on the site yet, but they're going to have it so you can buy lives. And uh, uh, then you have like one other monetization thing that wasn't too bad. It was like, seems you know, like a pay to win model if you can just buy lives. But I guess if, it, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't buy lives yet. Yeah, but it yeah, definitely one down the line. Money. I think yeah, that's going to be a little sketchy. Which is once again why I'm kind of like I don't know about this platform specifically. That is a concept. You know, I, I definitely like the idea of it. Mm. Um, you know, I, I wish that we had integrations like this for non-live content somehow. Right. You know, just a, just a yeah, way to would, get viewers more interactive. That would be kind of cool, actually. I'm like, sick yeah, of people yeah, just leaving. Like, I, I love comments, but pe mm -hmm. even it's tough to get people to leave comments sometimes. So mm -hmm. I, I wish there was a more interactive way besides live content. I right, like the right. general idea. Mm -hmm. We'll see if they can execute. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's working out so far. People are happy with it, and they are paying people out properly. Yeah, that's. So that, I mean, that's always a great thing. On the up and up. Uh, I feel like a lot of these concepts, though, they come around, they go, and then you're not wrong. I was I was putting together a list of all the different esports like competition websites oh out my, there. There's that's why it, it, yeah. when you first mentioned, I was like, I've mm -hmm. heard this concept before. Yeah, there's like just as a, at a base level, I was able to find 32. I'm sure a lot of them are also Fortnite competition based. Fortnite yeah, popped a lot, off. Too. A lot of them are 100% Fortnite. Yep. There are a couple that are like 100% Rocket League. And then there's a bunch that are just like, hey, we do all the esports. Come yeah. by. Yeah. I mean, mm. if someone can do it correctly and integrate all of them, I think mm. we're a bit away from that. But I, I yeah. like the idea in, in, a, in a broad comparison. We'll see if they can actually do it. True, true. All right, Zan, I'm going to keep this short and simple because I like the optic topic and people know that I just like talking about optic people. So, uh, well, we only have, only have so much more time that we're allowed to. I know, like, true, before I just can't, I can't eat yeah. more. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually people are going to be like, yo, optic's been dead for six years, Jake, shut up. Yeah, I swear, Hector has been with NRG for five years. Stop calling him like optic It's, it's my duty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my duty to carry the name on. Uh, Got to carry the torch. Yeah. Be like, just, we'll just put up, replace a game of just like the green wall. Yeah, yeah. Like the optic content will yeah. always throw, uh -huh. flow through me. Uh, this is actually going to be a quick question bounced off you. Mm -hmm. When okay. it comes time for a content creator slash a guy with a, an actual job in esports, mm -hmm. choosing between that job and content creation. That's an optic Call of Duty coach or former one. He was there for at least a couple of years, I do believe. Um, his name is TP. Otherwise, he, some people call him Teep. Um, so uh, my question to you is when it comes to choosing like when you can actually move away from an eSport into content. And so I'll give you the basis and pretty much uh, Tyler or TP, his, his results now and kind of what we're, people are speculating his future is going to be towards full-time streaming on Twitch. <clears throat> and I think we've seen a lot of either ex-pro players and I think I mm. kind of, he's also an ex-pro player himself. So right, he went right. from being a pro in Call of <clears throat> Duty to a coach. Yeah, I remember TP playing. Yeah, yeah and yeah. now he actually has uh -huh. a chance to be a full-time streamer. And so right, I, right. I'm going to ask you, 
what do you think about this? And at what point in time do you finally realize, you know, I'm going to give up the, the career for a different career path? Right. I, I haven't been keeping up with TP's, uh, you know, career uh, recently. Anyway. Yeah. But I think that that decision is definitely a hard one because on one hand, once you step away from being an esports pro player, it's going to be really hard to come back to that because we all know there's kind of like a hard expiration date for most people on your ability to play at a certain level. Yeah, and he's, he's yeah. done playing. Mm -hmm. The question is now, will he ever coach again? And see, the coaching is an thing easier is, it's only, is, is a whole separate yeah, bag uh, as well because I think you could coach and be a content creator at the same time in certain situations, like say... That's, a, again, a very good point. He's yeah. done it in the past. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I, I guess give you the numbers and, I'll, and let you make the choice for him. Uh, let's, let's have that kind of scenario. TP, this is what you should do. <laughs> <laughs> so he averages less than 3,000 viewers on Twitch. Uh -huh. Not a ridiculous amount, but... I mean, the support in the COD community is absolutely insane. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, so we have so many successful COD streamers out there who do it even just part-time. TP, by the way, averages less than 3,000 viewers, has over 13,000 subs. Mm -hmm. And so if we take into effect that maybe he's making 100K as a coach, but he has 13,000 Twitch subs, and if he goes full-time streaming, I think that alone, not even including mm -hmm. Tier 2, Tier 3 subscriptions, donations, partners, sponsors, YouTube mm -hmm. content, just putting that out there, I, I'm really thinking, if I'm him, no, yeah, that's... How do you argue? I mean, yeah. But then to your point, you could go part-time, mm -hmm. both. Yeah, I think, because, I mean, the Call of Duty competitive season isn't year-round 100%, right? Yeah. Like, you could, you could There's definitely kinda, an off-season. Yeah, you could get, like, a, an assistant coach to help out on the day-to-day -day for stuff, and then, you know, you come through and you're the big ringer for the actual competitive season. But then you might have a few fans who are like, oh, TP's always streaming, dude. He's never coaching. Yeah, but I think that's that's kind of like, you can you can balance that out nicely. Yeah. Because I, I, realistically speaking, I don't know what the workload for a coach is. I don't know True. how much... hey, good point. I don't know either. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, like, whereas, like, I know with a pro player, they've got to be doing scrims like eight to ten hours a day right yeah i don't know if a coach is there 100 percent of the time watching each and every scrim just like all right that's mm, good that's mm. good nice nice right. nice beautiful engage all right beautiful en <laughs> wait like, beautiful freaking engage yeah yeah um i think well, you made like, a, yeah, uh -huh. i think you made a really good point as well when it comes time for a coach to come back to coaching so much at least from what very little we know in this kind of case happening how many times do you see pro players retire and come back and actually last? It it doesn't really it happen. It doesn't happen. Often. DeFran, XQC, I mean, I guess I, there might be a couple of CSGO guys who have come back but not really sh like really mm -hmm. shined. I feel like as a player, once you retire, especially with the age restrictions, you're done. Mm -hmm. As a coach, and especially if you're making content and streaming, if you're a solid coach and you can always come back to that, and then Tyler has a successful stream, what org's not going to want to potentially bring that presence and mm -hmm. that experience? I don't think you lose the coaching experience. You lose player skills. Oh, absolutely. I don't think you yeah. lose that knowledge. So You know, actually, to that same point, here's what I'm thinking. We're telling you what to do, Teep. Okay, Teep. Listen up. This is not this is not actual, actual financial advice. We cannot be held liable if you decide to do this, but I think... The smart move right now is to go content creation. That's what I'm saying. Because dude. Con we all, we all, we both know the big money <clears throat> in esports right now is in content creation. Like obviously there are a couple people out there making a little uh, like a good bit of change just from playing, but on across the board, it's if content you're creation money, and sponsors. Yeah, yeah. And if he's got a good thing going right now, you never know when that, that could change like that. So if he can capitalize off of his current boom of being a content creator, his off of his current success. Mm -hmm. And then take that check and be chilling, and then he can always go back to being a coach. Yes. For that consistent paycheck. Yes, so he can dude. Be like, yeah, the little burst, and then 
Go back oh. to stability. I like that. I'll close off that. Mm. Tyler Teepee, whatever your future may be, you know what we want you to do or yeah. suggest you should <laughs> not held liable for it. <laughs> this is not legal advice. <laughs> Are you ready for this, Jake? We're going to take a step off the beaten path. Yeah, yeah we're going to go a different direction than we normally cover on the channel. We're going to talk about F1 racing. Holy. <laughs> you know, of all the things you were going to say, that did not reach my mind. Yeah, right? But I told you, you were going off the beaten path. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. So do you know there's an F1 racing esports scene? I only know this. Now, I mm. wish I was going to say no to you, but uh -huh. some random... Hey, again, no, shouts hey, to the DM people oh, out yeah, there. Yeah, the people in DMs are always, yo. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It was literally probably four months ago. Some dude was mm. like, yo, Formula One has a like has a Twitch streaming. Mm. Uh, they're, they're all into that now. Um, mm. I don't know about the whole esports side of things, but I think he was trying to get to that. Right, yeah. So I know a little bit about it, thanks to the DM people out there. But tell me more about okay, it. Yeah, I'm not super versed in it either. I'm not a car person. I barely know how to change my battery. So mm, I mean... I am with you. I <laughs> struggle with trying to go in and get uh -huh. oil changes. Oh, yeah. See, I don't, yeah, just feel like, here's my money. Please yeah, do I'm it. Yeah, like, please yeah. help. <laughs> I'm so with you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, take this all with a grain of salt to a certain yeah, extent. we're not car people. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I went into, yeah, let's, let's not. I was about to go talk about, like, my latest car issues. Yeah, let's I hate, not. Let's I, hate, <laughs> I hate cars. Cars are the worst. <laughs> but we love F1 esports. Yeah, F1. Y'all are doing some interesting, interesting stuff, and Certainly here's are. why. Because so basically, the way their uh, esports scene works is they are in uh, sim sim racers. Mm -hmm. So not all of them. They're not all like just hey, we got a controller, we're chilling. It's like a full seat. You got a, turn, a steering wheel and everything going, right? To that note, much like e-cycling, we mm. touched on it once. Uh, they have simulated yeah, bikes. You're on a yeah. you're on a mm -hmm. bike, just mm -hmm. like you're in a car, but it's right. simulated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're just like virtually racing, essentially, right? <laughs> as lame as that sounds. Sorry, the, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the way you virtually. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure it's still it still requires a lot of skill, right? Uh -huh, absolutely. And you know what? I, I'm so glad you said that, Jake, because that touches on the subject matter, the core of this story, where we have F1 pros who used to be esports pricers, who went from being esports simulated F1 drivers to becoming real car. Oh, it took me a while really to realize what you were saying. Like, yeah, it is like. So you're saying that F1 esports boys mm -hmm. are now becoming They're traditional F1 to real F1, car driver yeah. men. Yeah. That's wild. Uh huh. That's freaking. I mean, that makes somewhat of sense, but yeah. that's kind of that's got to be a crazy road. I got a couple quotes from uh, some some professional drivers, some like real real like IRL, like they've been doing this for years type thing. They right? they really drive. Yeah, yeah. So real this guy, uh, he's the driver for McLaren, um, that being a sports car brand, I think. <laughs> Dang it, dude! I think most people. Know that. <laughs> I know. I see. I think I've seen that in Need for Speed once. Um, it's been a while since we've had one of those games. That's yeah, why. That's that's our excuse for not having car knowledge. When was the True. last time there was a Need for Speed that was uh, Midnight, Midnight Express, Midnight something. There was an old Xbox game called Midnight something. Yeah, yeah Me and my sister used like to play rivals. it. That's the uh, only time yeah. I ever knew cars. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Need for Speed is a great, great unifier. Also true, true, true. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, Lando, Lando Norris um, from McLaren says, in the future, I think you can get people who start in esports and come over. What? I don't think they can go straight from esports to Formula One. They would have to do still do some steps, like through F3, F2, and so on. But I think there's already been some drivers who have proved that having skills on the simulator can translate very well onto the actual racetrack. That's super cool. No, yeah. And then we had a guy from, over from uh, Red Bull's F1 team, uh, Pierre Gasly, saying... This is a real brief quote. He was like, yeah, their racing is almost more exciting than ours. <laughs> it's really good fun to watch. Yeah. yeah That's it's just... very interesting that actual F1 drivers are having notes about the esports mm -hmm. scene. 
That's, no, yeah. I'm sure someone out there is going to comment of... like, oh, that's like some that's like some freaking war veteran saying that a Call of Duty player can transition to being a war vet. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll see. I can the just same. see someone taking that ground uh-huh. and making fun of it in that mm-hmm. sense. Which I mean, I I don't think that translates exactly to. No, yeah, I think there's a little. They bit probably more. have a point to that. Yeah, yeah, uh, a little uh, bit more in the physical realm yeah, for going more, to like yeah. actually shooting guns from Call of Duty. Uh, but yeah, that that's super cool though. That I mean, I don't know. I'm not really sure if any, based off what you said, if any actual esports mm. drivers have made it to the F1 level because oh, they have. Just like, yeah, there's this guy Jan Martinborough who has a full-fledged F1 career. He's uh, racing in the Super GT in Japan right now. He started in eSports. That's freaking wild, And went dude. from there to like, yeah. That's freaking wild. And earlier this year, just, just this year, there's this guy named Enzo Bonino who had a time challenge race against the former pro, like not in like recently former pro. Yeah. And bodied him. <laughs> you shoot him or you <laughs> just bodied him on, on an actual car? In, in, an, actual, in an actual car. Yo, in a time challenge race. F1 esports yeah. people. We're going to cover more in the future if we can actually find stories on it. Yeah. I mean, surprisingly, the F1 scene, unlike all the other like, you know, traditional sports scenes, seems super supportive of esports. That's dope. Yeah, there's like 10 full-fledged F1 teams who have esports racers driving for them. That's good to know because mm-hmm. we know traditional media is not a fan of us yet. Yeah, definitely not. We're making moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, time. just look over at F1. You see? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Zan, closing statements. Thank you all for watching. As per usual, you crazy. Thank you, thank you. Crazy zoo animals, you. <laughs> Hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Zan, you got anything to tell the viewers? Yeah, closing statements as always. If you'd like to listen to us on the go, don't 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 do the thing where you were watching one of those drunk driving commercials. You see the person on their phone watching esports talk because you know that's what everybody does. Is this your pitch cause... to put him to the audio <laughs> version of the podcast? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because yeah, you know we're we're popping like that. But anyway. Half our viewers can't even drink yet. Don't listen to Zan. Well, yeah, anyway, drive drive safe. (laughs) Don't watch the eSports Talk podcast video version in the car. Listen to us on the mobile version through the podcast, you know, through the Prediction eSports Podcast Network. It's a great thing. You can watch any version, honestly. I I don't mind either way. I just want our viewers to be safe, Jake. I get that, it, man. That, that, that's our you friend. said that's, it in a weird way. Cor- yeah, it was, but it, I get it. It was a little roundabout. I'm just trying to, you know, because here we're eSports Talk, we Have care. Have you ever been a we drunk care. driver before? <laughs> don't drunk drive. Or no, not even. Don't, don't, don't be distracted and drive. That's we'll, a, we'll go with that yeah, one. I was, I was looking for the other thing. I, I went to Mothers Against Drunk Driving because they're so, like, you know. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I probably saw a commercial out of the corner of my eye the other day or something. But anyway, yeah, you can find us there, as always. We love getting stories from you guys. We love hearing from you guys on face on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Send us messages. Our DMs are always open. We always love to hear from you guys. And check us out on the website at esportstalk.com. Or on the YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash esports talk, mother frickers. Yeah, do not forget to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell. It really does help. Thank you really all for truly. watching. I didn't what, anything else? Sorry. No, no, I think that's <laughs> We're losing it over here. Yeah. As per usual, Yo. again, uh-huh. it's a pre-recorded podcast. We hope all of you guys week. celebrating. Hectic, yeah. Enjoy your holidays. Thank you guys mm-hmm. for coming back yeah. here yet again for another Esports Rewind podcast. Next episode, we'll be back here same day, same time next week, and it will be episode number 30. Until then, hey. take care of yourselves. Have I'm a great day. I'm ready for our midlife crisis. I know. Oh, my gosh. Our midlife podcast crisis. <laughs> yeah. Coming next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, 
you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.